What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Did you finish the Jim Beam? <laughs> no. Oh, right there. Grice and Saw is finally on the goddamn shelf. It only took me 12 years. <laughs> Devil's River's up here, huh? You know? We're out of room, dude. We're out of room. What are we going to do now? No idea. I don't either. Well, all right. Let's, uh, let's jib jabber and jog jogger and crush this episode. Am I still too loud? Am I loud today? God damn it! You're just heated. I am heated. Work sucks. I know. This like is all gonna. Too. This is all gonna be in it. So just keep keep it going. <laughs> all right. So welcome back, everybody, to the Buffalo Happy Hour podcast. Mike, what's going on? What's up, dude? What's going on? Everything uh, going all right? Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm buried <laughs> up to my eyes in work. So it's pretty cool. I went to Home Depot the other day, tried to go there for certain things. Didn't happen. I got distracted. I had a mask in front of my face and I don't know, just didn't get what I needed. So that was a fun trip. Yeah. I grabbed the potting soil for Colleen though. So got to make the wife happy. She wanted her goddamn potting soil. <laughs> so pick that up. Then, then I forgot my rubber mulch. I was going to add a little mulch and then uh, forgot. So that was cool. And then... The paint that I wanted for the basement wasn't on the shelf, so that was also cool. And then picked up some other supplies, and I also forgot to measure the PVC pipe coming out of my house for my sump pump, so I couldn't buy the additional pieces of PVC that I needed to then rerun it away from my house. So that's cool. So I cob-jobbed it with some gutter runoff flex pipe and... I'll make it work until I get the measurement, which I now have. Perfect. An inch and three-quarter. There you go. So So if anybody has any inch and three-quarter PVC pipe, send it over to your way. Yeah. Could be a birthday present. Yeah. Could be a birthday present. You're the big 28. What are you? 28. See? See? Crushing it. It was your birthday the other day. It was my birthday. 17th yesterday. It was. I made a steak. Uh, Colleen made me a cake. And now I don't know what I'm going to do with all this freaking cake. (laughs) So... I didn't think that through. This is the big year for you, though. Big year. It's my number. Yeah. So hopefully it all works out. Hopefully I can get married. Hopefully I can go to Greece. 
Who knows? Probably not. Probably not. So, you know, we'll just uh, we'll see what happens in this COVID world. <laughs> what was the highlight of your birthday weekend? Seeing you. Aww. So the, <laughs> let's see. Having people over was a good time. That was on Saturday. It was light. There was 10 people total. Relax. <laughs> um, let's see. So we had, we had people over, had a ton of food. And then Sunday, we took Sam to a state park, let him run around with a bunch of other doggos. That was a good time. We've never been there before. Yeah. Drove past it every day. Never nice. You should go. Bring Cleo. We went to the waterfront that same day to take Cleo for a walk. I saw that, dude. Yeah, we should have coordinated a little bit better. I know, seriously. They still need to be best friends. I know. I know. But I don't know why we don't have consistent play dates. I don't know either. Cleo's not very, like, very social, so she'll just try to, like, I don't know, jump all over the other dog. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I got Because you. we don't socialize her enough. But anyway, what else happened? Sorry. Cut no, you off there. No, you're fine. Uh, so we did that. Then we went to Hartman's, had a drink. Or two, yeah, two. Uh, she got a what was the name of that cocktail? What she's having, something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. The the vodka cocktail. So yep. co- she had two of those. I had a bourbon slushy, really good. And then I had a single neat rye. Very excited about that. Crushed it. Nice. Then we went to the place, and it was really quiet. So that the, was nice. The place. Yeah, it's on Lexington and Ashland. Oh, okay. Never heard so, of it. What really? Is it? Yeah. Super nice restaurant. So we went there, um, had mac and cheese with bacon in it, and then we split a salad, a pear salad, and then I had a Negroni, and she had, oh, she had this like lemon, citrus, more lemon, vodka, spritzer, (laughs) seltzer cocktail thing. It was just too much, man. It was too, it was way too tardy. Not for me. So I just enjoyed my Negroni. Then we went home. Hung out. Uh, we watched Inside Job with Denzel Washington. Have you seen that? No. Good I movie. Wasn't, yeah. Good movie. It was about a, uh, like a bank heist. And then, what's your favorite bank heist movie? Ooh. There's a lot of them, dude. Inside, Inside Man or Inside Job, whatever the one with Denzel, whatever that movie is with Denzel. The one that you just watched. Yeah. That's your favorite. It's up there. Wow. Yeah. It's super good. Um, because it's kind of really thought out, like. Law-abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. I so love I like that, that movie. Yeah, the the town is on Netflix, and I love the town. That's such a good movie. It is and a good movie. You can't. I mean, it's not really a bank heist per se. I mean, it revolves around a bank heist, but the Italian job. That's you just gotta love too. that movie. Yeah, it's a classic. Hundred percent. They made Mini Coops cool. Oh yeah, which is wild. They're still cool to me, even though that they're not. But they kind of are. But I mean, it's something that, that I, yeah, it's something that I've always wanted to drive. But I don't know if I could ever own one. First of all, I'm six three. I don't know if I could fit in a mini coupe. True, very. And true. I just feel weird. And I would want like if I was gonna drive a mini coupe, I would want like the British flag on the mirrors too. But then you just can't do that. Not so. in this country. <laughs> that stopped happening in 1776. Yes. But uh, yeah. So I've I've always wanted one. But that's my favorite heist movie. Good deal. It's a good one. We marathoned a TV show over the weekend. With Zach Efron. Oh, did one. you? Down to Earth. Was it good? Marathoned it. So, yes. 100%. Super good. He's got that dad bod going in there, right? No. no. Not at all. Nope. Isn't that the thing that everyone's saying? Is that he's not dad bod, he's daddy? That doesn't make any Earth. sense. He literally looks he looks incredible <laughs> in that show. Here we go. First beep. What are we drinking today, Mike? A India Pale Ale, a.k.a. IPA from Resurgence. 
And why are we doing this for resurgence? Because they're going to be on the show next week. Oh, dude. yeah. So by the time that this clip releases, that next Friday, hopefully, we did have a snag up where um, we had to reschedule. But uh, hopefully this Friday, when you're hearing this episode last Friday, um, they'll be on. So we'll be talking with Ben from resurgence and he'll be giving us the whole history that's why we're not going to the history with this we'll let him do the talking somebody who knows much more than we do correct but uh yeah so if you haven't listened to that go back and listen to it um i'm assuming it's going to be a great interview resurgence is one of the biggest breweries in the buffalo area so we're, we're pumped for it and their beer is always just super consistent yes and uh it's always good to crack open a cold one for the boys you can say that again this is seven you can always crack open a cold one for the boys yeah so, you would. <laughs> so this is seven point two percent. Jesus. Everybody's heard of resurgence. A uh, little fun fact to dive into it uh, before we release too much info is the name resurgence comes from them trying to generate a resurgence in Buffalo, New York. So they're trying to bring back everything into the city: um, light, money, pride, community, belonging, all those things. So which they're doing? Yeah. A thousand percent. I mean, they pretty much took over from by storm, yeah. and then they moved from their original distillery location to Chicago Street next to Hartman's, and their new spot is just massive. So it's cool. That whole area is sweet. I mean, you were just saying that you were there for your birthday. Yeah. That whole area and the fact that they can just shut down the street to have this summer street party basically all summer long is one of the coolest idea ideas I've ever seen. Do you know the... Uh, the legality behind that? Yeah, so I was talking to Justin on that when I went the other day. My window's broken up there, so that's pretty sweet. Um, it's tilted a little bit, and that just caught my eye because I have severe OCD. Uh, anyway, so I was talking to Justin when I went there the other day, and he had to have the town come down, like the mayor and um, everybody from like the town authority through authority. And Byron? Yeah, come down and uh, do like a, an assessment on what it would entail to make sure that they're, it's not a huge inconvenience because really where they are, it's like a triangle, right? So the street that they're on is basically just a pass-through of that triangle. So if you needed to get to the other side of the street, it's just a simple like two-second detour to do that. So I'm sure that that played into it as well. But they had to get a permit to drink on the street, and basically they roped the entire street off where their building is, have all these benches six feet apart because of COVID, and it's just like a street party now. It's the coolest thing in the world. It should be permanent. Yeah, it should. And I think that they were talking about that because when, when I was talking to Justin, and we can talk to Ben about it too because they're part of it as well, They, it was an undertaking to get it done the first time. But I'm sure next year if they wanted to apply for the same permit, they might have to go through the same type of paperwork and procedures to get it approved. But the initial assessment of it is going to be there, and it always will be there. It's not like there's going to be new businesses there next year, right now at least. So it's something that I think that they should do every single year. It's sweet. I think it's safer too Yeah, because you don't have cars whipping down Chicago Street Mm. Basically just forming the hypotenuse of a triangle. Yeah. And, and then people walking back and forth from parking lots and everything else. Like, yeah, there's a sidewalk, but you know people jaywalked. Mm-hmm. So eliminating that safety aspect I think would be huge. Yeah. And you're realistically like taking the inconvenience of driving down that street is one issue, but it's really not that big of an inconvenience. And then they're giving up like about 
what would you say, maybe 30 parking spots on both sides of the street, so like 30 total parking spots, which they have a parking lot there anyway. That's massive. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think that they need it per se. So it, it will be interesting to see if they continue doing it next year. I, I think it's a hit. They both love it. Uh, I know that Justin was telling me how much he loved having that space there. And they're making use of it, too. They're having bands come out and play, which I don't know if they could necessarily do in normal time mm-hmm. uh, inside the, the distillery itself. And Justin is having his whiskey talk this Saturday outside as well. Nice. So it's this cool event space that they turned this into that the city let them. So if you haven't gone to Hartman's or Resurgence down on Chicago Street, definitely go check it out because they've – they made the best out of the situation that everybody's in right now. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So back to Zac Efron not having a dad bod. <laughs> Dude, maybe it's a different movie that people are referencing, but I thought it was that one where they're like, he's not a, he doesn't have that chiseled six pack anymore. He does in Down to Earth, which is a TV show. It's eight episodes in the first season, hmm. but essentially Down to Earth. I think this whole thing started when he went on Bear Grylls' new TV show, and he was talking to Bear Girls about how he's kind of sick of being famous. He's sick of the whole Hollywood scene. He's not okay with where his mental state was and is because it basically is it boils down to his his family's like really down to earth from what I gather from him talking about it. Like his dad works in a nuclear power plant and he became famous at a young age just because he was able to sing and dance. And then he got other roles because if he thinks something, if he thinks about something that's emotional, then he can just cry. So that gave him an edge compared to somebody else. But he always goes back to the first point of, I haven't done anything to like to society for society or in general, like all I've done is just kind of perform for people, but I've never really like done anything and it bothers him. Because he doesn't feel like he's really brought any value specifically to the country at all. And he doesn't think Hollywood is conducive for good mental health long term. And sure. he wants out of it. Which is, he's a bro. Like, yeah. there's no other way to say it. Like, he's just a really good dude. And Clint Eastwood's sons is the same way. So, from what I gathered, listening to him talk about everything and everything. Um, but his show Down to Earth is he links up with a guy that he found on a podcast who's all about superfoods, whole foods. He's a vegan, and he's just this dude who's like an absolute unit. And he's he's older. He's like 40s from what I, I didn't look like. I didn't look him up, yeah. but um, he they basically just became friends. And then now, because of this show, they travel to all different cities, all different countries and parts of the world, and then learn about certain aspects. So in Iceland, they go to Iceland and learn about renewable energy. They go to Paris to learn about how they conduct their water for everybody. Um, they went to Costa Rica to learn about like a different community and education and how they teach kids. And there's no, like in that school, there's, there's no specific like grade breakup where you're now in second grade, you're now in third grade. It's just like based on age. Mm -hmm. Like if you're this old, you're kind of like in this group and then there's no homework and there's no tests. And then their curiosity is how they learn something. So they just go there and ask questions. Oh, okay. And then that's that's it. So everything that they have, like they grow. So their food is grown on site and then they just eat from their own land. It's it's like this crazy community thing that they do. And then he goes to um he goes to Italy and then it wasn't Italy, it was Sardinia. 
and learns about longevity and then why people there live so long. And he just goes there and asks questions. He never pulls out his phone. He never like sits there and gets caught like tech, like he's just always in the moment and then he's just like super present with everything he does sure. and then he comes back and he just asks questions about the u.s like why doesn't the u.s just have certain things mm-hmm. and like he's just now trying to use his platform to make our country better sure with just simple like simple questions like why can't we just do something that's already being done somewhere right. else and then i brought it up to a coworker today because we had to drive all the way out to the middle of nowhere and i go you know in in paris they don't have chlorine in their water at all they use ozone and then they use uv lights and then my coworker turned around and he's older he's like in his 50s and he goes you know how much chlorine we have in our water and i was like i knew it was high but they sh- they talked about it 600 times the amount that's needed to clean water is in our water like if you drink normal tap it's not necessarily ideal for you yeah like, it's just crazy to me. Like, we have we have everything we need. We have the largest freshwater source in the world, and we just taint it by destroying it with chlorine. And then when it's warmer out, we add more chlorine because it's warm out. Right. Like, it's just, why? And like, people think that they can rely on their Brita filter that they haven't changed in five years to filter some of this stuff out, but that doesn't work either. Exactly. I, and the, the best Brita filter won't filter everything out. No. And you need, like, water is supposed to have minerals. Yeah. So when you remove all of that, it's just not, I, I don't know. The whole thing is just wild to me. But that show, like, made you question a lot of different things. Is that what brought, because you were asking me some questions, too, about our next batch of shirts. Is yeah. that kind of what brought out that idea? We, we won't yeah. get into specifics on what we're thinking, but we, we do have something in mind that'll, that kind of goes along with what you're saying for a yeah. donation. But it, that's kind of what brought that all out. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Because there's, there's a lot of, like, research and studies behind it but i think politically and like societal norms just kind of negate the progress that could be made here Mm -hmm. and it i don't know it's like it's really frustrating so if you and i eventually get to a point where we're large enough to actually like do good like why not yeah like i think that we could absolutely yeah like i think that there's just not even selling out the hollywood right (laughs) but i think that there's just a lot of good things that we could do locally to to help i don't know just to help really absolutely but, yeah, that's kind of where it started. You should watch it. It's yeah. a super good show. It's an interesting topic. And he's chiseled. See, I, I don't know where this, this is coming from. Then. Maybe another movie. Maybe another, yeah. Like, maybe. A, like a, I don't know, a new movie he's in. But, no, he's he's still in good shape. Good for him. Yeah, dude. See, while you're watching that, I'm watching Unsolved Mysteries over here. Good show, though. Good show. So, you've just started watching that? Yeah. I mean, it's on Netflix now. And I don't know how, like, recent these are. But they're obviously still unsolved mysteries, or else I wouldn't have put them out there. The first three started off obviously super depressing because most unsolved mysteries are like this person was murdered and we still don't know who did it. Help us. And it's like, well, I don't know how much I can help. But if I see this dude that looks like every other American, maybe I'll call the police. But True. Uh, the the fifth episode, I think it was, is all about UFOs. Did you have you seen this before? I've so I watched the OG episodes. Okay. And then typically what they did if anything happened be, from the time that they first aired the episode, they had an update at the end. And the host, who I think since passed away, he'd always wear a trench coat. Sketch. And, oh, my God. Like, do we? me and my sister used to have nightmares from the, the opening theme song from Unsolved Mysteries because we'd always watch it in the dark. And then, like, the theme would start, and I'd just look at my sister like, why is this a thing? And, like, obviously we'd follow it up with Forensic Files, so we sure. had no trauma growing up watching TV shows. <laughs> But 
at the end of the episode, they would just the host would come out and there'd be like smoke, like dry ice smoke coming in the background, and then he would just appear with a trench coat, and then his hands would be in the pockets, and he'd go update, and he'd give like an update of like what the latest is. Dude, it's a riot. That's so. I don't know if you've ever seen Tourette's guy. Yeah. On YouTube, yep. but Tourette's guy, he had a an unsolved mystery skit where he wore a trench coat. Really? And he screams <laughs> update and then walks down the basement stairs. It's just a riot. But yeah, the uh, that's that's what that is. So, what are your thoughts on UFOs? Because this thing had as I was watching this. Yeah, really. There's one above my house right now. The <laughs> I have literature for you to read. <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm watching this, I still can't get behind it. They're talking about how they drove down this street and saw this big beam of light. And then this one dude's talking about how he was, quote, abducted. I read an article and he's like, I don't like to use the term abducted. It's like, what else would you call it then? You, like, gravitated up to the spaceship. Like, that's not a casual stroll. That's an abduction, (laughs) bud. So he was talking about this process and how he was, like, he was walking. And then as he was walking back home, he was still walking but not moving because he was elevated and everyone around him was like looking at him and then he just got this like exorcism pose as he's being brought up to the ship with his arms back behind him and I'm like this is some crazy acid he was on there's no way that this is true what are your thoughts around that have you ever seen Expedition X on Discovery Channel hashtag not a sponsor but Expedition X had a episode where they focused on UFOs and different UFO sightings and they had they they basically have one host who's a skeptic and then one host who like believes in a lot of different things based on both of their experience with like pro- their professional field but they had their own episode on UFOs and they they actually had some like decent findings of some crazy s- stuff that they've seen in the field yeah. i'm i think it's naive for someone to think that there's nothing like extraterrestrial all in the universe yeah. and then i think there's a fine line between yeah, there's no doubt that something has to exist in the universe. It's too large of a space to not have another life form. And then the line of UFOs are here, man. Like, right. Area 51s, they got them. Like, there's aliens walking around. Yeah, let's storm it and get shot. Yeah. So, I think that there's... I think the truth lies in the middle. I think that it's probably a mixture of both. And then over time, things got exaggerated and... Lost in translation and everything else. Because Tom DeLonge basically dedicated his whole life post Blink-182 to figuring this stuff out. Did he get anywhere? No, I don't think so. I mean, he's definitely gotten somewhere, but nothing concrete. But like you said, everything is in the middle. That goes for everything in life right now. Is True. You have your extremes. and the, the truth lies in the middle. You just got to figure it out. But no, I completely agree with you. I mean, I, I don't understand people that are like, you know what? There's so many planets, so many systems, and we're the only one that has life form. It's like, really? That's quite a coincidence. Yeah. We have to be here from something. Mm-hmm. Other than the Lord. But it's crazy to think about. I just saw an um, article that said that there's this huge space force war between the u.s china russia and one other country to get to mars first well we have elon so true we win yeah he's basically already there yeah the dude's a genius man he's a big dude you know he's like six four yeah big he's, dude he's a beat like i want to be his friend he just seems such a down-to-earth guy considering what he like has yeah, it's ridiculous. You listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, and he's just so down to earth. It's like, what are you do? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you can do anything that you want, and you're just like, yeah, sure, I'll smoke weed for the first time. 
Yeah. Like Swede. That's why I love when Joe Rogan tries to explain Elon Musk to other people on his show. <laughs> and he's like, I just can't believe that Elon Musk is someone that walks amongst us. Like, it makes no sense. The things that just float through his head. Yeah. Like, I... No. But then you get him naming his kid that, so I don't really know True. what to believe now. True. Like, that's not... That's not a South African name. That's a symboled name. Yeah. I I mean, he's smarter than all of us, so maybe there's some deeper meaning behind that. But to me, it just looks like a math equation. Did you see Usain Bolt's kid's name? No. Olympia Lightning Bolt is what he named his kid. Olympia Lightning Bolt. That kid's going to get made fun of a lot. Yeah. But that's a dope... Like, Olympia is a dope name. What happens if your kid's not fast? You train them to be fast. There, there's got to be, like, some of it... Okay, you're cut from the same cloth as Usain Bolt. You have the genetic capabilities of it. You just got to not eat pizza for your, your entire life like I do, and you'll pretty much be guaranteed to be fast. I want to know the kid's 40 time. What and is, if, what is Usain's kid, 40 time? I don't know. We can look that up. I think he ran a 42. Really? Yeah, I think somebody called him out during this last year's combine or uh, two oh, years ago. Oh, you're right. You're and then right. He, ran a, he ran a 40. Usain's 40-yard dash time is 4.22 seconds. Isn't that the same as... Um, Randy Moss and Bo Jackson and no, Ross. Uh, John Ross, right? John Ross, uh, the the Titans running back as well. Johnson? Yeah, 42-4-2-2. So Usain Bolt has the same running time or 40 dash time as John Ross. That's sick. Yeah, but do look at the and size. And also difference. Jonathan Taylor too, right? What was Jonathan Taylor? The the guy that just was in this last dash or uh this last draft. Jonathan Taylor, 40 time. I think he was 4-3 or 4-4-1. Oh, four, four, oh, what a slow ass. I know, seriously. Jesus. Why are you even Speed at, up, dude. Yeah. Why are you even at the combine? <laughs> have you four, ever ran two, two, though. Have you ever ran a 40? Yeah, dude. It took me like four minutes. <laughs> no, I, I did run a 40, actually. So back when I was going for police jobs and everything like that, I tried to condition myself because I knew that I would have to do a not a 40-yard, but some sort of mile and a half. But Ocean City, Maryland. Did you ever apply for that job? No. Because that was like a well, a well-known job amongst criminal justice majors. Because that was something that had turnover every year. You weren't going to be a permanent structure there. It's a seasonal job. Mm-hmm. Ocean City, Maryland. I think went from like thirteen thousand people during the winter time to like a million people during the summertime <laughs> because it's such a tourist attraction. Yeah. But when I went there, they had such a different physical examination where you had to perform like this. It wasn't a 40-yard dash, but it was 160-yard, like, I don't, dash, I guess you would call it, but it was like 40, 40, 40, 40, and how fast you could do it. Yeah, it was a shuttle run? Yeah, that's what it, that's what it's called. Um, and then they also had you carry a 150-pound man, kind of like a fireman's test. That's what it looked like. So it, it was interesting the way that they did that, but when I was doing that, I timed myself. And I, was, I think it, like, my, my fastest, dude, I must have been, like, six something or seven something i'm not a fast person <laughs> well, what was yours do you have you ever done yours yeah my fastest 40 was a 497 jesus christ but then after after high school into college i was playing floor hockey and there was no doubt i got faster really yeah no doubt because i would play with kids that like all the dudes that i played football with we all played hockey after high school mm-hmm. and they're like you're 
Like you're you basically have like safety speed compared to linebacker speed in high school. Wow. I was like, well, yeah, but I'm running way more because before all I would do was lift weights, right. and then after college I started running a lot more because I moved, mm-hmm. and then I didn't know anything. I didn't know what roads led to what, and I was too broke to afford gas, mm-hmm. so I just became forest and ran everywhere. And then I started playing roller hockey without blades. It was just it was. It was floor hockey. It was floor hockey, yeah. and I was exhausted. But then I was, yeah, dude, I was pretty quick. And then I got fat and got a full time job, and then that was it. But my fastest timed forty in high school was a four nine seven, which was still slow. I never so like to be fair, I could have been faster when I was younger. I took this forty time when I was, it had to have been twenty thirteen. So I was still pretty like, like late. Mm-hmm. taking that 40 time. I never took a 40 time in high school because I didn't play sports in high school. I played hockey, but you don't need a 40 time for that. So I think probably my fastest, I would have been in fives, but there's no way that I would have ever made it to fours. And then I go in and I Google like, all right, Vince Wilfork's 40 time and it's sub fives. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm such a fat ass. <laughs> That's when you realize like <laughs> right? how athletic linemen are. Yeah, dude. It's disgusting He's how like fast 360 or something and he runs a four nine or something, 40 time. Yeah, and their broad jump's like nine feet. Dude, it's insane. Yeah, and you think about it like, oh yeah, I could, I could do a broad jump that's like nine feet and then you... You compare it to something. Yeah. Like a basketball hoop laying down. Right. Like, go ahead. Jump from one side to the other. Yeah. Or you're like, I can do this vertical jump thinking that I'm going to get, like, uh, what's his face from the last combine? That freaking nature, DK Metcalf. I'm going to get his number. And I end up, like, looking like Phyllis Vance that can't even get off the ground during a company picture. That's, like, the difference that I'm seeing here, man. It was, yeah, I my expectations were so much higher. But, yeah, I don't think I ever broke five five seconds. Remember when Brady Quinn got, like, 22 or 25 on the bench press? Yeah. And they're like, who is this dude? And he's just, like, <laughs> just crushing it. I'm like, this kid's going to be an animal. And then he just flops. Those are so fun to watch for me, the combines. I, dude, I live for watching the combine. Because yeah. that's when I actually realized, like, okay, who's – Who's who? Mm-hmm. Where are we at? Because during during the college season, I'm just so so focused on Clemson yeah. that I just can't. In this the the combine with DK Metcalf, as soon as he started doing his drills, I'm like, this dude's a freak. And people were saying all the time that he can't run the three cone drills or whatever. Yeah, they were worried about his his lateral speed, but they knew his his dead end speed was ridiculous. Yeah, so if you're in this was my thought process behind it, and I, I seriously wish that Bills would have drafted him. I was so upset when they didn't. And I think that especially because he went in like the fourth round or something. Yeah, he we could have got him in at the third round. I forgot who he took in the third round that year. But with his insane speed, if you're running full speed and your adrenaline's going and you're in the combine, his full speed, he's not going to be able to make cuts very quickly because he's so freaking fast. But you train him to slow down on the cut routes, and he'll be fine. And he's thriving in Seattle. I was so pissed that we didn't take him. Yeah, but now we got Diggs. Well, yeah, but can you imagine having Diggs, uh, DK Metcalf, as our outside receivers? Dude, we would be unstoppable, and Josh Allen would still overthrow him. <laughs> Just kidding. I love Josh. I mean, he might. He might. He was overthrowing John Brown by like seven yards. Yeah, and he's the number one power. Did you see that in yeah. Madden 21? Yeah, but his accuracy is like a 64. We don't got to talk about that. He's the number one power in the <laughs> Madden 21. True. What we do need to talk about is how Trey White's in 89. Dude, and Stephon Gilmore's in 99. Come on. I know. Really? I know. That pissed me off when I saw that. You got to give Trey a little bit more credit. Little? Way more credit. Trey White's a beast. And even our safeties didn't get very well. I think Micah I Hyde was an 84. Five and Jordan Poirier was like an 82. 
It's fine. They don't respect the Bills. It's okay. We'll show them. Yep. When we lose in the first round of playoffs, we'll show them. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get there. We got, Dude, we got our boy Cox. He's commenting. I love, I love it. But he's also commenting on everybody else's stuff. I saw. So, like, I have friends. Uh, obviously, we all have friends. Kind of. I don't really have friends. But on Instagram, <laughs> I was scrolling through. And you know how it'll show, like, featured comments for people that follow you or people that talk to you? Uh, he comments on everybody's things, like hashtag Go Bills, and somebody responded to him. You again? I'm like, oh boy, there was some tension there. Goodness. So yeah, I mean, if 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 he wants to be on an episode, he can he can come, but I don't think he will. Maybe eventually, he might. eventually, man. Yeah, maybe he might. I don't you know. Never know. But this season, I'm stoked for. Do you think that we'll go 25 percent capacity in the stadiums and stuff? For fans, sexy slices would not have in it. He said there was no, there were going to be no sports. I think that there might be. I think twenty five percent capacity will be perfect. They need to do something. Yeah. Signing these big contracts with Mahomes getting four fifty mil. Dude, I'm crushed if there's no football. Yeah. Hockey's coming back in two weeks. Yeah, it's not the same. My Bruins are going to take home, and there's going to be an asterisk next to them all the time. What's up with all the hate about the Leafs? Saying they're going to lose like Leafs immediately. Suck. They always lose. <laughs> they they face the Bruins in the first round of the playoffs every single year, and they get, take it to Game 7 and can never finish. Got it. Yeah. So every single year, the Bruins beat them, and the Leafs fans are all butthurt about it. I stopped really watching and really caring about hockey once I hit high school. Yeah. So, like, 08, 09, because it was cool in middle school. It was a blast. Like, I was actually, like... I had the mental capacity to handle it all, and then somebody showed up, and then they put variables, like letters in my math equations, and then everything went out the window. Literally everything. I'm like, you know what? This is why I'm just going to focus on sports and then try to keep up with who's on what team, and I'm just not, you know what? It's not worth it. Well, during that time, too, back in when we were in middle school, it took a Hockey took a turn. Like it used to be such a physical sport for you to watch and like watch two players just get into some brawl where the refs don't get in. But now it's become a game of speed and it's just not interesting anymore. True. The people who win the Stanley Cup are the West Coast teams that are super fast or Tampa Bay Lightning because they're super fast. People teams like Bruins, they make it far because they're physical, but they don't win. I mean, the last time Bruins won were 2012. We'll get far but we won't win because we'll always get outshined by a team that's faster than us. It's just that's how it happens. And hockey's going that route where people or teams are focusing more on speed, agility in that realm rather than physical bruteness, which is taking away the fun from me for hockey. That's why I'm such a big Boston fan is because I love Zdeno Chara 6'9", throwing down his gloves and beating somebody up that's 5'9". Like That was fun for me to watch. I don't care to see Steven Stamkos shoot down the rink at 4.22 speed. Like, that's not fun for me. I don't care. <laughs> I, I like the physicality behind it. I agree, I agree, I agree. That's <laughs> that's why the Flyers were so much fun to watch. Yeah. Because when the Flyers, the Bruins, and the Sabres all played, it was just an automatic brawl. And yeah. then Ottawa showed up, and they, they were like, well, we'll hang out with the cool kids. Yeah. And then they had that, who was that guy, Neil? Oh, my Neil. God, I hated him. <laughs> yeah. Hated him. And then he would show up in a town, and then everybody would just start fighting each other. And then we had Anna Mare. And it was just a riot. But then we let all of them go. So now, to be 100% honest, I do not watch the Sabres that much anymore. Is Adam Mary even in the league? No, he's gone. I'm pretty sure. 
That dude was such a bro. No, he was sick. Oh, my God. But we let go of all of our enforcers. Like, as soon as that brawl, I remember this to this day when that, I forgot. Okay, great. So I just said I remember this to this day, and now I'm having a brain fart. But that one game where there was a huge hit, and it was, like, all this tension. And then Lindy Ruff was like, send out our enforcer line and just start wreaking havoc. Against Ottawa? Yeah, and then it was that big brawl. Yeah, they After had, that, we were just like, we're not physical anymore, and we pulled back. Yeah, it was Jack a, Eichel is our physical force on the team, and he's, he's shouldn't a, be the physical no, force on the team. No, it, it pisses me off every I, single time. However, to be fair, Ovechkin is kind of a physical force, and also their shining sure. star is a center. I mean, the sure. dude's just an animal. But again, Sidney Crosby's the physical. Never mind. I'm no, not, going there. not at all. That oh my god, I hate him. <laughs> But yeah, yeah he's the, the worst. The Ottawa brawl when they hit uh they hit Chris Drury. Yep. And then it was basically an elbow to to like the jaw and then he was just laying there and then Lindy Ruff is like that's it. Like that's we're done. So yeah. he sent Andrew Peters, Adam Air, and then <laughs> Paul Gostad or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then Goose. They were all on the ice and then literally like, <laughs> it was just a brawl. Dude, it, <laughs> the the ref was like, "All right, here's the puck drop." And then as soon as he dropped Everybody on the Sabres just dropped their gloves and stick and then didn't even go for the face-off <laughs> and just grabbed the nearest guy. Adam Mayer was fighting two guys at the same time. They got fined for that, right? Oh, my God, probably. Yeah. Dude, it was a brawl. It was an all-out brawl. And then, then Marty Biron just started trucking yeah, towards Yeah, went after Emery, Emery, and then yeah. Emery just started, like, Emery whooped his ass. Yeah, because, because he's a Golden Gloves yeah, guy. Yeah, a Golden Gloves boxer. <laughs> I mean, rest in peace. He ended up drowning. Yeah. But, yeah, it was Tough just... Life. Dude, that brawl was just a riot. I was so juiced. Dude, I was sitting there screaming Dude, at the was... TV. But that's the fun of hockey. Yeah. Right now, you won't get that. Like, when was the last line brawl that you saw in hockey? Something that made the news. Right now, all the hockey Instagram pages that are there are, like, either fights that happened in the past or some stupid fight where somebody loses their balance on their skates and goes down. Yeah. That's not a fight anymore. Yeah. Like, if you go back to the days where Chara was destroying people... It's just crazy how, like, away from that hockey is gone, and it's losing my interest. Yeah, it's kind of sad. But there's players that discuss the role of an enforcer, and it's absolutely exhausting. Like, it's a a shitty job to have, but it's still, I don't know, there's a point to it. That's why it existed. Yeah, especially back in the Peters days. He was not a good hockey player. He was Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore. That's what he was. He couldn't stay, skate with the puck. He couldn't do anything. He was literally there to go out on the ice and just whoop someone's ass. Yeah. And that has to be an exhausting job, not from like a skill standpoint, but when you step out on the ice, people know that you're there to cause havoc. So they're going to either get ready to fight you or they're going to skate far away from you. It has to be exhausting. Like, at least Rob Ray was decent. Was he, though? Kind of. Like, at least he was better than Peters. I'm... Peters, I just imagine, is Shrek on skates. <laughs> like, he has no agility. He's just skating down the ice, and he's just going to throw down whenever. Shrek didn't throw down, but whatever. What about Chara? See, Chara is a different story, because I think that he actually has skill. He has the hardest slap shot in the league. That's not skill, though. Yes, it is. No, have you ever, it's not. Have you ever played hockey like that? Dude, it is skill to shoot the puck that hard. Yeah, 108.8 miles an hour. The dude's a skill. Goliath, dude. Right. He's a mammoth. And also, when you have a 14-foot hockey stick, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of easy to get flexion on that. Exactly. Yeah. That's why golf clubs, the drivers for world for worlds, it's limited to 48 inches. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. But yeah. Chara's over there with a 56-inch <laughs> stick, 
and he's just clubbing that thing made out of like I don't know some friggin' northern Canada cherry wood. Like, he's Slavic, so you know the you know the sticks that come from there. Um, but yeah, so I I do think that he has skill though, limited skill because he's not a good skater. How can you be a good skater? Well, here's the thing. That point. You We're- have size seventeen thousand foot <laughs> skates. You can't skate that well. To be fair. We're discussing the skill level of an NHL player right. with two jamokes that didn't even play collegiate hockey, yeah. but it's fine. I yeah, people get it. <laughs> people understand. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. granted, less than one percent make it to the show, and, so whatever. <laughs> but he's the thing with Chara and the way that he differentiates from like Peters or uh, Rob Ray even is that the team was centered around Chara. Like they made him the captain. He's a he's like a. Um, He's a captain in the locker room, too. He's a leader, which I think it makes him different because he had other things outside of just beating people up. Yeah. Well, all right. So we'll see because the Stanley Cup's starting in – or the playoffs are starting in two weeks, and the Bruins are number one seed. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Is it because out. the season's on hold? Yeah. Well, right. yeah, it all start, It all stopped because of COVID, but now they're letting people back out with just no fans. So, And hockey players are like, sure, I'll do it. And then all the NFL players are like, nope, COVID, scared, going to sit out. I wonder how many NFL players would play. Yeah, I don't know. We were talking about this because we started our fantasy football league. We had a, a meeting on Friday to pick draft order for our fantasy football. I got fourth, no big deal. I'm pumped about it. It's fine. Um, and we're talking about adding extra bench spots because the day of the game, if you get tested for COVID, you're out for three weeks. That's fucked up. Especially if you are in fantasy football. Like, now you have to plan for three weeks out that you're not going to have this player. Oh, my God. Like, what if you have Christian McCaffrey and the day of the game, he tests positive for COVID? He can't play for three weeks. It's a 14-day quarantine, which from that Sunday includes three Sundays. So you have to find a place to put him. Dude, there's no way they're going to have. It's going to be a tough, tough year for fantasy sports. No, I'm telling you. Sports in general. There's no way they could. I don't care about sports in general. Oh <laughs> I have money on fantasy sports. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to logistically make that work. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It. I mean, I just, I want it to happen. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. People don't watch NFL Sunday football for Christian McCaffrey's backup. Right. No one. No. No Who is it? <laughs> I don't even know who it is. You want me to sit there and Cameron watch? Cameron Artist Payne, I think. Yeah, you want me to watch some Payne snuff trying to take a handoff from, I don't even know who their quarterback is anymore. I mean, Kyle I Allen, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah Josh, Josh Allen's brother. I mean, come on. Yeah. What are we going to do? This is a joke. And then if J.J. Watt's out, all of Houston's just done. Yeah. They're just gonna. Now start... they got rid of D hops. They're basically shot. Yeah, so they're just gonna start smoking barbecue again because they're not gonna watch <laughs> JJ Watts out. I mean, there's no point. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, if Josh Allen was out because of COVID, what would Buffalo do? Cry right? first of all, because even if he's healthy and he can play, he can't play. Honestly, we'd probably send him chicken wings and tell him to That's get true. over That's it. A good point. <laughs> it's a very good point. Buffalo is ruthless when it comes to that. But yeah, I mean that's such a good point. The new virus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been to the pink bar downtown. You're immune. <laughs> yeah, seriously. God. <laughs> All right, you want to get to rating this? We so with this episode, we've just been babbling. Yeah. What are we doing for 42 minutes straight? Oh my god. We're like, what are we going to talk about today, Derek? Are we just 
full speed ahead. So with this being a beer, obviously we don't have cocktail suggestions. We're not going into the history of this because we're going to be interviewing resurgence. So that's kind of why we went with just like a free-flowing conversation for today. How do we rate this? Oh, the normal. The normal, man. What we have to do is we have to compare it to Briar Brothers, which, and Four Mile Brewing, which, to point out too, so from suggestion of my sister, Jill, you're out there. I know you're watching. Thank you very much for the suggestion. We have created a spreadsheet that is now a repository for all of our information. So all 42 episodes that we've done, from the first episode of One Foot Cock to the last episode of Jim Beam, we have it all documented what our label branding knows, initial taste, and ending notes are for each individual one. We also have there a price range for them. So like a, a price scale of $1 sign up to $5 signs. $1 sign is less than $40. That's what like Elijah Craig, uh, Devil's River, the, the budget options are less than $40. Two stars are from $40 up to 55 Three stars are 55 to 75 Four stars, 75 to 100 And then five stars are anything above $100. So we have that included on the spreadsheet as well. And then we also added a cocktail tab to, to it. So you can see not only what we uh, suggested during the, the actual episode for Jim Beam. What did we suggest for that? Uh, you can click on the hyperlink there and it'll take you to our Instagram to show you the recipe for it. So it's meant to be an all-encompassing spreadsheet for our consumers, our, our listeners, to look at and see what we reviewed. And especially if you want to go and buy a bottle of what we've reviewed, you can look at what you can be expecting from a taste and no standpoint, as well as what good cocktails go with it if you want to impress some company. So it's really going to be great. We're going to link it to our Instagram eventually. We just got to figure out how we want to do it logistically. And we hope that you guys all use it because it's something that we feel is going to Grow our channel even more. So, thank you, Autumn Leaf, for recommending that. <laughs> That's a good time. That's what he calls my sister because my sister has red hair. And it's more appealing than ginger. Yeah, it's just nicer. It's just so cool. <laughs> even Cleo agrees. She does. She does. So, yeah, let us know. Even as we get closer to like these holidays, too. Birthdays, Father's Day just passed, Christmas is coming up. If you feel like, I don't know why Cleo is barking still. If you feel like buying a bottle for somebody, look at the spreadsheet. Figure out what they like. I have it sorted out by like bourbon, whiskey, Japanese whiskey, scotch, all that stuff. You can go check it out and get the rating. (laughs) (laughs) She's so, like, it's like a, what are those things called that like... I don't know what, what are those called. things called. Mana, da, 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 da. There's a name for those things. Yeah. What are they called? I don't. I, I literally have no idea. Why don't you go check out? Journey's not here. Where did she go? She's on a journey. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Maybe she wants nom noms. If anybody wants a five-year-old bull terrier, I will put her up for adoption. <laughs> um, and you can check out her Instagram to see what she looks like. But, uh, yeah, so we really want this to be used by our consumers just to look at and see what we've done. We, we put a lot of effort into this, and, and we're kind of excited to show it off. Also, too, under the whiskey tab, I have all those hyperlinked. 
the first part of them are hyperlinks to the actual episodes because you and I didn't start officially doing Wednesday Whiskey Reviews until like episode 21 or 20 or something like that. So from episode 1 to episode 20 are hyperlinked to the actual episode itself. And then from episode 21 to 42 or whatever we are on now, it hyperlinks it to the Wednesday Whiskey Review. So if you guys are interested, it's going to be there for your consumption, and, and we hope you guys enjoy it. Boom. Also, too, today we, we had a conference, you and I, before we get to this whiskey rating, because we wanted to figure out, one, what we got coming up from an interview standpoint, and two, to get these shirts going. You want to tell people about these shirts? Yeah, so there was a... <sighs> Mike's trying to say we're running low. We're running real low. We're already out of three sizes. So. Yeah, there was a logistical end hiccup where a lot of it boiled down to where and how to move them because it's just us two and life has been insanely busy. So we had a pre-recording conference to sit down, get get on the same page, go through our calendar, make sure that we're on the up and up, and then to pan out the shirts. So now that the shirts are panned out, um, they're going to arrive to you, all the pre-orders, um, and then most of the people that have ordered outside of pre-orders as well. Um, so expect those in the coming days, which I'm very excited about. So there's right now no more double XLs and XLs. We are out. So we have a few large, a few small, and a few mediums left for you guys. Donations are going to Open Arms Rescue, who again, uh, we are working through scheduling because of COVID and everything else. Um, we're going to have them on for an episode and then basically go through everything that they do um, in Akron, which in short is essentially saving dogs' lives by introducing them to foster homes and then preventing them from being euthanized. So we're excited for that interview and we're excited for all donations uh, to go to them for this batch. And then from there, we already have an idea and the organization idea for the third batch, which is going to be a long sleeve in fall release. Um, Slogan and logo is up in the air still, but the large part of the planning is done, which is exciting for the third release. So we've had a lot of people ask for long sleeves just because it's in Buffalo and you know, there's, there's four seasons. And then there's also people in different states that would like long sleeves as well. So we are going to start introducing those, which I'm stoked for. Yeah, absolutely. So if you've pre-ordered a shirt or you've notified us that you want a shirt, be on the lookout because either Mike and I will be messaging you to coordinate with that so we can get those shirts over to you ASAP as possible. Yeah. And let us know if you're interested in like a long sleeve or a sweatshirt. We're kind of up in the air. I think we want to go sweatshirt route. Yeah, no, uh, no hoodie. sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let us know if that's something that you're interested in. These are going to be super high quality. We, as people know that have bought our merch before, we're not going to skimp out on quality because if it's a bad quality, I'm not going to wear it. Correct. And I want this to be an everyday wear. So let us know if you want one of those, and we can start getting pre-orders down so we can uh, place an order. And as summer comes to an end, that's super depressing to say. Well, to be fair, it's going to be 90 this weekend. True. So. We're still uh, we're still in it. True. And if you also want one of those smalls, mediums, and and larges, let us know because we're like Mike said, we're less than fifteen total left. So they're going quick, um, and we want to get these off for a plate so we can start looking at the next batch. 
That's it. Cool. All right, let's get into this uh, beer review. Beer? So it's the Wednesday beer review right here. Wednesday beer review. Oh. Established 2013 Resurgence Brewing Co. This is their IPA, which stands for India Pal L. Experience great beer is their slogan. This is 7.2% alcohol. They want us to drink it when fresh. And their IPA is brewed and dry hopped in a West Coast style. They use copious amounts of Amarillo, Simcoe, and Citra hops, lending a huge aroma of citrus and grapefruit. Some pine and resin notes mingle in the end with a hint of orange peel and spice. At 70 IBUs, the beer has a strong bitterness match with a note of honey that softens the bite and leaves you wanting another sip. Uh, I can attest to all of that. I also had no idea that all of that was in there, but here we are. So, label and branding. They got like a buffalo head. Which is with a, sick. With a crown? Yeah. Is that like a Polish falcon on top? Or is that just like a crown American no, no, eagle? No, it's like a Polish fa- falcon, right? What is that thing? Uh, that's him. the... Uh... <laughs> it's probably not the Polish falcon. No, it's the uh, Freedom Eagle or whatever. Right? I could be making it up. Things to ask the boys at Resurgence. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what made them choose this logo. Like what is the... Because this looks like a buffalo head with horns. Yeah. Like there's some sort of devilish note to this. Agreed. I agree. So, I agree. I agree. Uh, overall, this is... So their bottle obviously varies per... Or their can varies based off of what beer you get from theirs this ipa is a black bottle or a black can i'm sorry i keep saying can um based off our conversation with four mile which will be airing in the near future the cans are the way to go yeah you if you're a local brewery and you're going with bottles what are you doing right i would love to pick their brain to figure out why they're doing that like flying bison that'd be interesting because they don't really have the, the cans for their stuff. But for, for cans, and this was talked in the interview, there's just no light penetrating this, so it's easier to keep it a consistent taste over time. Um, I like that. I'll, I'll give this an A. Nice stop label branding. Give it an A. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree. A plus, because I like the resurgence aspect of it, like the branding portion of sure. it. Sure. Because they are resurging the Buffalo community. So I like that. A plus. A plus. Perfect. Nose. You can immediately tell that this is an IPA. It's hoppy. It has that hoppy nose to it. It doesn't, we'll get to this in the taste, but it doesn't have a hoppy taste to it. No, it doesn't. Which is good because from IPA drinkers, some people are all like, give me the more hops. I like the hair on my chest. But some people also don't like that hoppiness when it comes to an IPA. This smells very hoppy, does not taste hoppy. So from a nose. Also an A+. Because you get that bit of citrus too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. A plus. Boom. Initial taste. You get the the tart of the grapefruit. Yeah, it's slightly hop forward, but it's not an overpowering hop because it's cut by the grapefruit. Yep. And like this can is saying, I, I love that they put these descriptions on here because it makes you taste it. But I hate it because it makes it look like you and I don't know what we're talking about. We're just reading the label. <laughs> yeah, but it like it brings it out though. Yeah, a lot of their beer is fruity though. Yeah, very fruity. It's very citrusy. You can it's it's acidic to some point too. Yeah, in the initial taste, and it 
goes down like you're gnawing on an evergreen tree to me. It's all pine. I agree. As it goes down. I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Speaking of, I... Uh, I'll make this point after the review. Okay. So, initial taste. We're giving it a... A plus. A plus with the notes of citrus and like uh, grapefruit. like an, like an herbal hop, I think. Yeah. Right? And yeah. grapefruit? Yeah. Okay. And then ending note. Are you writing this stuff down? Yeah, I got it. Steel trap, baby. All right, I'll write it down. Honey? What do we give the initial rate? <laughs> a plus? Everything's an A plus so far. Well, that's why you got it. So citrus, grapefruit. And pine. Herbal hops. Herbal hops, pine. Ending note, Ending A plus. Note. You do get the honey, but not until it's like gone. Yeah, it's really just hoppy. The first throughout initial, the entire ending note. Yeah, the first part of the ending note is like a little bit of hop, but mostly pine for me. Yeah, same. So pine, same and geez. then it goes down with like uh, the honey. Right? Yeah, yeah. Final rating. Give me that countdown. Remember, we're rating it off of beer, not whiskey. I know. I know. And we went with IPA for this one, too, because we will be doing an IPA when we uh, review the Four Mile. And we will be also doing the... Or we did the New England IPA when it came to Briar Brothers. So yeah. we're trying to keep it consistent, at least. So IPA. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. 96. Wow. Okay. Four, four, ninety. Right in the middle. Smack damn ninety. Remember, I'm not a massive beer guy. Yeah, you're not a big IPA guy either. No. When it comes to beer, you're not a fan of IPAs. No. So, but there's, to be fair, and being blunt, there's not a lot of resurgence beer that I'm like totally opposed to, and I've had a lot of their different beers, mm-hmm. like. Their Loganberry beer is a gift for my father-in-law every year. Yeah. It's amazing. But, yeah, I mean, it's the whole, I'm going to wear one of those brewery hats, you know, from, like, Dublin. Yeah. And then go to all the local breweries, and I'm, like, 33, and I read Hemingway and drink craft beer. Like, that's just not who I am. <laughs> so, yeah. the uh, it's it, it, it is a good beer. I can drink it. Obviously, I just crushed it this episode, yeah. but I'm not going to, like, for resurgence with all their options, there's other options that I would probably go to first. Sure. Makes sense. I, I'm a big IPA guy. I like IPAs. Yeah. Um, this, to me, only scored a 94, or I should say scored a 94, which to me is considered a high rating for this. It scored a high rating because of the fact that it's not super, super hoppy to the taste. When I'm drinking an IPA, the last thing that I want to do is smell a ton of hops and taste like I'm drinking a pine tree. Like, that's not what I want to do. Right. I don't want that type of hoppiness to it. So since this hop is dialed back when it comes to the initial taste, that's why I gave it a more of a higher score because I feel like I could actually enjoy this IPA as it relates to other IPAs. So there you go. That's our Wednesday beer review. We had to find out. Uh, I kind of like this trend that we're going on with these product reviews on Wednesday. 
Yes. So this is our Wednesday beer review for Resurgence IPA. Make sure to check, take a look for the review that is, or the interview that's coming out with Resurgence on Friday, and uh, it, it'll be a good time. I'm stoked. Fun times, Michael. Well, Derek, this has been episode 43 or 44? 43. 43. Crushing it. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week for more fantabulous content. And I'm now going to go home and enjoy my birthday presents from you. There you go. So thank you. Killed it. You're... Whoa, that burp came out of nowhere. Giving it a 92 now. No, I'm just kidding. 94 <laughs> still. But, uh, yep. So thank you very much, everybody, for watching. We are on Instagram at the Buffalo Happy Hour 12. Facebook at the Buffalo Happy Hour. Go give us a follow over there. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Every subscriber counts. We've gained quite a bit in the past few days, to be honest. Big facts. So that's pretty sick. And we're just keep striving for that next milestone for us. Um, make sure you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Radio Box, whatever the podcast platforms are now. Uh, go listen to us over there because that even helps us a ton as well. And look forward to next uh, video from us, uh, next episode, next interview, next anything because we just keep pushing out content. So that's it, everybody. Thank you again for watching. Michael, it's been a pleasure. Derek, I will see you soon. All right, we're out. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.